0: Hi, dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru, and I'm currently ministering at Sana as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia in the conference, of the, Day oh, the conference of the Seventh Day Adventist Church. That's a bit of a mouthful. I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you are, whether you're at home, uh, whether you happen to be at work or whether you happen to be driving from work, uh, we're just so thankful that we could actually be here, uh, this, uh, this evening and, um, on this radio program. And we hope and pray that you will be blessed by the, uh, study of today and as we share, uh, and, uh, try to, um, enlighten one another. Our theme for this week has been, you are not a robot. However, for today, the topic will be Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen and does it matter anyway? Here in the studio, I am with a good friend of mine, Helen uh, Gray, who has been on this radio program for a while, sharing with us from Scripture, only from Scripture, and helping us understand some biblical, wonderful truths. And uh, it's been a wonderful time uh, uh, learning from Helen as she's been sharing with us. But Helen, it is... Um, I guess, becoming a bit uh, warmer here in South Australia. And uh, it, it seems like, you know, we are starting to, uh, guess, transition now. Um, however, from uh, summer to, what's the next uh, season? Autumn, autumn, isn't it? Uh, I think so. <laughs> and it seems like we're transitioning slowly, slowly, because it is getting a bit colder, though, in the night. So I don't know. How have you found it? Maybe you introduce yourself first and then, uh, yeah, share a little bit uh, of how you're, I guess uh, comp- coping with the change of seasons.
1: Thank yeah. you so much, Fabiano. It is a delight to be here and and um, to share to share, especially the word of God. That's right. Um, I look forward to these sessions that we have, mm. and um, and always learn from them myself exactly. as well. And I think you do too, All of as us. well as mm. our listener.
0: That's right. As far
1: right. as the weather is concerned, I love seeing the trees, the colors of the trees. Right. Right. They are just amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of the creativeness of our creator. Sure. And he very kindly gave some of us a gift in that, that way as well. That's right. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm in awe when I see some of the beautiful, beautiful colors of these trees. So, yes, oh, I wonderful. love it. Yeah. As far as getting a little cooler, well, um,. When it's really cold, I want to become like a bear and hibernate. (laughs) But I just love going to bed and pulling a doona up over me and snuggling in and, you know, thanking the Lord for his blessings.
2: Amen. Amen. It's much
1: better for sleeping. Mm. When it's hot, it's terribly hard to sort of stay asleep or go to sleep. I agree. So, from that point of view, I believe it's a blessing. Wonderful. But we've got some beautiful days. We've had them in the 27, 28 mark. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just um, amazing. Camelot weather, just beautiful.
0: <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. Well, we would like to remind our listener that if you have missed the previous presentations, uh, you can always go to faithfm.com.au and just look for the big Q&A the Drive Time Show there. You'll find all the previous presentations there. Let me just also remind our listener that um, uh, we are always interested in hearing uh, from you and interacting with you. Uh, we would love to hear where you are listening from if uh, you are able to text to the following number, 048880811. That would be much appreciated. You know, just recently in the news, we are seeing this trend now, this religious trend, where there's a tension, as it were, uh re, you know between the religious people and those uh who also have a different view uh you know when it comes to the to their identity uh, i just recall here um reading from a religious news network, uh, March 17th, uh, this year, 2021, an editor by the name of Jack Jenks, Jenkson, Jenkins, uh, right, that's his name, Jack Jenkins. <laughs> he wrote a, an interesting article for the religious news network, where he said that a group of clergy and activists met with Sean, uh, with Senator rather, Senator Chris Coons uh, at Union Station uh, in the U.S. Uh, not fr- not at the Capitol, but somewhere at a train station to show support for the sweeping LGBTQ rights bill known as the Equality Act. Now, interestingly, all around the world. Uh, especially in the West. There is this talk for equality. And he continues talk, uh, saying that the representatives of several faith-based advocacy groups acting as the Faith for Equality Coalition gave Kuhns, uh who sits on the Judiciary Committee, a stack of petitions uh, backing the legislation and signed by more than 17,000 religious Americans. Now, this... For some people, according to Jack Moline, a rabbi says, this is the right thing to do. However, there's another group of uh, uh, religious uh, uh, organizations or religious people. Uh, I'm not going to name all of them because it's quite a long list. Uh, but um, if you go down uh, through this article, it actually says that there's a, another religious group that um, uh, that is... Uh, Afraid that this equality act will probably encroach upon uh, uh, faith uh, believing people, uh, or the people of faith should I say, and it says here that uh, they rather presented an alternative, and their alternative is a bill called fairness. For all, and uh, the bill is modeled after the Utah Compromise of a 2015 law that would that was tutored as a balance between LGBTQ protections and religious liberty concerns. Now, my friend, this is a global trend. It's happening around the world, even here in Australia. Now, long ago in, in in Victoria, there were uh, lots of talks, even in the government. Um, you know along the same the same lines, and um, my concern, however, my concern should I say, however, is that soon the government will start making laws that might encroach on religious rights and this is one of my concerns because we 've seen this before we 've seen uh, in history how uh, even in Rome how certain laws were made uh, and demanded that the citizens pretty much obey or else, you know, something else would happen. Now, just uh, before we get into the discussion of today, Helen, you know, usually here in the West, we've enjoyed the liberty of uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, um and the government was pretty much, you know, keeping distance, you know, between, you know, the um yeah, their work, the political work, work, and, um, you know, what happened in the religious circles, even though they were, I mean, communications and dialogues, but they were keeping them apart. I don't know, Helen, is it just me, or do you also see these trends where, um, the governments of today are trying somehow to, you know, I guess, in, I don't know whether I should use the word interfere, but they're trying to impose certain Rules and regulations that somehow might actually end up, um, you know, encroaching on some of our rights? I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm actually agreeing with what you're saying there. Um, It would appear that freedom of speech is no longer... Mm. Um, we only have to look at some of the newspaper reports of someone saying this about someone, yeah. or um, encroaching on the fact against the LGBT, mm. and um, even just quoting the Bible. Mm, mm. And um, they've actually said no, no, you can't do that. Okay. And I think that's just terribly, terribly sad. That's right. Um, you talk about encroaching on on the rights of um, faith believing Christians. Mm. I don't know how much truth, I haven't looked into it, but Uh I do believe that um, I was instructed last Monday that um, as a faith-based religion we are not permitted to knock on doors. Right. And um, the um, Jehovah Witnesses have stopped. They're sending um, notes out in the mail. I've seen that. I've actually received two. Yes. And um, I think that's encroaching. You know, I mean, we were about to do a survey but only to find out the needs of the people in our area Mm. to see what we can do to help them. Mm -hmm. Not to proselytise, but to see what we could do to help them. You know, there's a lot of people depressed. We run depression and uh, recovery programs. A lot of people struggle to forgive, so we run forgive to live programs. Mm. Smoking, we run anti-smoking programs. Health, you know, we run health programs and yet we cannot go door to door and find out any more than needs, so yes, it is starting to impact mm. um, and encroach on our rights as well.
0: That's right. Mm. Well, I think we are headed uh, somewhere very dangerous, and um, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. You know, not long ago, the Pope, Pope Francis, says said that um, um, the LGBTQ IQ, I think it's called these days, there's so many numbers, uh, you know, excuse. Uh, Please do forgive me, I can't recall all of them because they keep adding up, but uh that uh this group of people, though they can be welcomed into the church I'm just looking at the article here from the washington post uh you know uh which was posted in march sixteenth uh twenty twenty one uh that uh, though they can be welcomed uh into the church though they cannot be blessed and so obviously here there's gonna be tensions uh soon or later between religious Grips and organizations and the governments and really I wonder and and my prayer, and my hope is that whatever rules that might be legislated that uh, they would actually um allow uh religious people to maintain their rights and and so forth, so long as we do not uh what should I say so long as we do n- no one is harmed or abused, and you know people should have the right to believe and say what they feel. Um uh, is right, but anyways,
1: I found that so interesting that mm. article, mm. um, because he is literally saying that yes, welcome into our churches, mm-hmm. and yes, we'll fellowship. Mm. Um, that's fine, but he's he's virtually saying that now the the bishops and all the rest of them priests cannot bless mm. that union in a marriage ceremony. Mm. And, and the, that's yeah, biblical, yeah. and that you know. is biblical. Yeah, that's right. I was that's quite right. surprised to hear mm. um, that that's what the Pope was. Um,
0: that's right. Now, come to speaking mm. about the Pope, speaking about Rome and the government encroaching upon this uh, the the, city, the rights of the citizens. We've got quite an interesting study today because we'll be looking at the history and we'll see how this has happened in the past. And uh, maybe we start off first of all with this key text. I think Daniel seven twenty five. Uh, and before we read that, we would like to pray because we've got quite an interesting study and we would like God to help us in this and help us understand. So maybe um, I would ask my good friend Helen if you could open with a word of prayer and then I'll ask this question based on this Bible text uh, and then uh, and see how we go.
1: Thank you, Fabiano. I would be delighted to pray. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, you are our Father. You are the one that created us. You're the one that loves us. You're the one that sacrificed your son for us. And you want to dwell with us. Lord, even while we're yet sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. Amen. So we want to say thank you. We want to praise your name today. I pray that there will be nothing that we will say that will be offensive or offend anyone um, in our discussion tonight. Lord, I know you love all people and sometimes, Father, I'm pretty sure you must look at us and say, yeah, I love you, Helen, but I don't like what you're doing. Mm. And um, I'm just so grateful that you accept me and Fabiano and all the listeners as well. I ask that the Holy Spirit will be with us tonight, that this study that we're having will have such an impact on all those that hear it, that they will want to go back and study Scripture themselves Amen. and they will learn the truth. Mm. Father, I pray that we will come through gently Softly, not arrogant in any way, Lord, humbly, because we are your we are your ambassadors. Mm. Father, we ask that you fill us with the Spirit, and all that we say and do will only bring honor and glory and praise to you. I pray in the precious loving name of Jesus.
0: Amen. 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 Uh, Helen, I just wanted to ask briefly, yeah, this text, uh Daniel chapter seven, verse twenty-five. Um, Your thoughts on that And then uh, shortly after that We'll just quick a sh- take a short break and, and, and then after that We can plunge into this discussion Because I'm actually excited So maybe I could read the text And you could help us Maybe understand a little bit About Let's this text book. So mm-hmm. Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 Is a prophetic text And it says that He shall speak pompous words Against the Most High he shall persecute the saints of the most high and shall intend to change times and laws then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time this is a book in the old testament a prophetic book um Helen i, I wonder yeah if you could give us you know some insights into this uh, cuz it's it's quite an interesting text and i think it relates well with the topic of today
1: I think you mentioned at the fu- at the start that he would think to change. Is that what you that's said? That's right. That's right. He actually, at that point, he doesn't say that he has done it, mm. or he doesn't, or he hasn't done it, but he's thinking about it. About
0: it. it. Please yeah. tell
1: us who's this person that's thinking about
0: it. That's right. I think the. I context, think it's important
1: mm. that we have a look at that.
0: Yeah. Well, the context here is to, is talking about these fourth beasts. And a beast in prophecy is a kingdom, uh, and a kingdom has a king at his head. So obviously he's referring to the king, uh, of this fourth kingdom, uh, of which if we were to look at history, uh, Daniel was shown in chapter two as well as chapter seven that There'll be, uh, four kingdoms. One being Babylon, Medo-Persia would follow, and then Greece, and then after that, Rome. So Rome being the fourth kingdom. And interestingly, the first three are actually named, uh, mentioned by names in this book. So we are without a doubt, uh, that the fourth kingdom, therefore, that follows is actually Rome. So, wh- so, so this figure, uh, which, um, will be, uh, you know, which will rise within the fourth kingdom, uh, amongst the ten kings, we are told, according to chapter twenty-four, uh, this 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 king, this new king, apparently, will be the one who would think to change uh, the times and law, and yeah, and uh, and and would persecute the saints uh, and so forth. And so, I believe that's whom the text is referring to.
1: Okay, yeah. tell me, Fabiano, does it make any difference which day is kept as the Sabbath day?
0: Well. I guess if this We're figure, talking
1: about the law. That's right. And the law that, that has been changed mm. is Saturday to Sunday. That's right. And well, yet God says, remember... Remember,
0: that's right. ...the that's Sabbath
1: right. day right. to keep it holy. And he says, six days shalt thou work... Mm-hmm. But on the seventh day... that shall
0: rest. Yes, we shall right. do
1: no work. That's right. Okay, How? Uh, number one, yes. I'm going to ask a couple of questions okay. here. I think we've just swapped roles. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's okay. What difference does it make which day we keep?
0: Well, I think, Helen, if my birthday was, you know, August the 18th, which is, <laughs> and then uh, someone comes along and say, well, it's not the 18th. We'll celebrate on the 15th. What, I mean, what difference does it make? Well, I'll be offended a little bit because you know who has the right to change my birthday as such? And so here I'm thinking, the king of the universe, the God of heaven, has said, according to um, Mark chapter two, uh, Mark chapter two, verse 27, Jesus himself said that uh, the Sabbath was made for men and no men for the Sabbath, but verse 28, I guess I was after. Therefore the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. And uh God instituted the Sabbath rest in the beginning uh, you know in creation before any Jew or Gentile Greek or Hebrew Roman it was or so something forth. like
1: 2000 years before That's right. Yeah. And th- so there was even a Jew on you yeah. know referred to on That's right. Like that. mm. So
0: if that's the case um your question was um What th- difference does it what make which does it day? Make? Well I I think um if if God the king of the universe the God of heaven I uh, ch- selected that date or that day, should I say, and, uh, chose that. I think, I think it makes a huge difference because who am I, a creature, a human being to, um, think to challenge or swap and change and do whatever I want with the command, uh, you know, that God has, in, you know, has, uh, commanded with the day which he has uh, instituted. So I think, you know, I think they're, uh, we, I, I would need to be cautious, and I think uh, you know it makes a huge difference because it is God who has actually uh, mandated that we bless. Great rest, answer,
1: yeah. great anyway, answer. Yeah. He really blessed and and um, sanctified that that's day. Right, he set right, it apart, right, didn't that's right.
0: he? That's right, yeah. and that's, that's that's important. Now we might take a quick break because we've got a we've got quite a lot of uh, uh, interesting. Uh, uh study today and we've got a uh some historical background to share as we answer the question Sabbath to Sunday, how did it happen and does it really matter? So please do stay with us. And once again we'd like to hear where you're listening from. If you could text us at zero four double eight double eight 0811. We will be, uh, very happy to hear from you. And just before we take that break as well, I just like to let you know that we've got, uh, Monday Bible study uh, Happening at uh, Brighton Seventh Day Adventist Church uh, Every Monday Evening at 6.30 If you happen to Be in the area These are Bible Studies you do Not want to Miss The address is 10 Amelia Street in Hove And not only That I'd just Like to let you Know that we've Got a free Giveaway today A book called God's Gift in Time This book will Help you Understand the Beauty of the Sabbath and the Gift and the Joy that comes From resting But the number Once again is The same if if you send us your name and address um, to the following number zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven, we'll make sure that we mail it out to you. And if you happen to be living in South Australia, we'll send us your uh, postcode as well. Thank you so much. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back, my friends. Mm-hmm.
3: I took six days
0: You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time, big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano, and our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen is a regular co-host on this radio program and a dedicated student of the Bible. You are not a robot, my friend. That's the theme for this week, and our, our topic is Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen? And does it matter anyway? Um, we have just looked at a prophetic text from Daniel chapter seven, uh, verse 25, speaking about a king who would, ar- who would arise within the fourth kingdom who would think to change the times and laws. And interestingly, this for uh, the fulfillment of that prophecy is what we'll be addressing actually, uh, in today's program as well. But, um, I've got a question now. And the question is, Helen, uh, well, uh, how? I mean, did, 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 what is the actual Sabbath day? How do we know which day is the Sabbath day? Um, because obviously today we say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You Where know,
1: did na- those names come from? Because well, they're not in the Bible.
0: No, they're not. Interestingly, the, the Bible does not use names for the days, but rather numbers. And interestingly, that's how we also, uh, I guess, that's how we pronounce uh or at least say uh the names of the days uh, in my country we just say hey, today's first day tomorrow's second day it's mm-hmm. quite interesting but mm-hmm. anyways yeah no i think if my memory serves me correct uh this came from uh, some came from babylon and others were picked up along the way but 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 really from the pagan world, uh, because Monday was the day on which they worshipped the moon, and Sunday was a day on which they worshipped the sun, so Sunday, Monday, and so forth. But, um, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. We don't have names uh, such as those in Scripture. We have the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, then the seventh day. So I guess my question is that. Which day is the seventh day?
1: Well, I think Jesus himself... <laughs> showed us that mm. Mm. um in in the old testament to start with that's right when uh, god sent the manna that's, right. That's uh, right The food from heaven That's right He um, instructed them that they had to collect just enough mm. for their family for the day Not mm-hmm. to keep any over That's right Because if they did, it would it would go moldy, it would That's have right. worms in it That's right When it came to the sixth day, God mm. said, I want you to gather twice as much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that um, there was enough there, yes. miracle one, for That's them right. to gather it twice right. as much mm. Miracle two was that it didn't rot Right over that night, mm. and it was like, and as God said, there will be none on the seventh day. That's right, because that right. was a sacred day that He had actually set aside, mm. and I, I think that was a a, a good indication. But yes. there's another one too. When Christ died, yes, um, there are various various um, different views on this. Mm-hmm. Most people believe that He died on the Friday. Mm.
0: That's right.
1: There are some that believe he died on the Wednesday, by the way. But that's,
0: that's quite strange, Helen. Yes. Sorry to interject here, but um, we observe, um, what do we call it, Good Friday. Yes. And we believe that's in fact, almost every Christian denomination that I know they believe Good Friday is the day that Jesus died mm. on the cross. But
1: the Bible itself says that it was the preparation day. Mm. And when they laid Jesus in the tomb, the ladies came to embalm him, but they couldn't finish their work because the sun was going down. Mm. They had to come back after the Sabbath. Yeah. Um, to do it. So there's another example that Jesus even kept the Sabbath in, mm. the, grave. in the grave. the grave. Yeah. The disciples kept the Sabbath. When Jesus walked on this earth, mm. it says, as his custom was, yes. he entered the Sabbath, the That's synagogue right. on the Sabbath day. That's right. Um, yeah. And I was, I was thinking before, you know, when we said, why, why don't, seventh, well, why do we worship on a Sabbath? Mm. Because we 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 do worship on a Saturday, that's a right, Sabbath.
0: That's right.
1: And But the majority of Christian world does not. Mm, they actually right. worship on a Sunday.
0: That's right, which the Bible, by the way, calls
1: the first, the first day. That's yeah, right, in Luke yeah. chapter
0: 24. So immediately yeah. after Jesus resurrects, it is called the first day. So yes. we've got the two bookends there. That's right. Friday, the day he dies. Well, the preparation day, according to the Jewish uh, uh, reckoning, um, or the biblical reckoning, should I say, And then the first day. Yeah, because it's not
1: just the Jewish days. It's it's for all people. That's that's right. That's right. It was instigated way back in the Garden of Eden. That's right. And, um, you know, when somebody says to me, why do you worship on Saturday when we all worship on Sunday? I, I guess there are a couple of answers. One of them that I would use, and I would say, because I believe that as Bible believing Christians, Mm. that we search the scripture. And we base our belief on Scripture and Scripture alone. That's right. And I believe there is no evidence in the Bible for Sunday as a day of worship. That's right. In fact, worshipping on Sunday rests on tradition, not on the Bible. That's right. And the Lord says to me, if you love me, keep my commandments. commandments. And I love him so much, Fabiana. Amen. And I want to keep it for that. Mm -hmm. However, let me also say there are many sincere Christians, Fabiana, that worship on Sunday Mm and that aren 't even aware they 're not following the Bible
0: mm.
1: by yeah. not worshiping on Se- seventh sabbath so, they're so what
0: they 're doing what what they know yeah, yeah they 're following what they know okay I yeah. just want
1: to add something there let 's remember though it 's god 's responsibility to judge yes not ours that 's right you know we don 't judge people for their motives, whatever God mm. does, mm. but i believe I believe that if if you have been convicted of something yes then you turn away, yes. you you won't be judged so much on the light you've been given. You'll be judged on what you did with the, the light. The decision
0: you've made. Yes, yeah. that's right. Absolutely. That's right. Well, Helen, um, the um, in the book, uh, The Da Vinci Code, Sir Leigh Tibbing, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, makes an interesting observation. He says, and I quote, Even Christianity's weekly holy day, was stolen from the pagans. Originally, Christianity honored the Jewish Sabbath of Saturday, but Constantine shifted it to coincide with the pagans' ver- veneration day of the sun. To this day, most churchgoers attend services on Sunday morning with no idea that they are there on an account of pagan sun god's weekly sun god's weekly uh, Tribute Sunday. Um, what do you make of that? It's well, I quite find, a profound statement. Yeah.
1: Let me let me just make a statement before then. Mm. I don't want anyone to get the impression that we believe we're saved by, by keeping. That's right. The Sabbath.
0: Definitely not. And that's
1: going to get us to heaven. Mm. I do not believe that. Mm. I believe it is Christ that saves us mm-hmm. and Christ alone. Amen. Okay, Amen. but it's because mm-hmm. I believe in him mm-hmm. that I want to do what he asks. That's
0: right. But that's getting right.
1: back to what you were just saying, I found yes. that extremely interesting Yes, because it, there was a number of factors that came about both religious and political yes. at that time that you're talking about, uh-huh. and it actually came um, – came together shortly after the death of the apostles. Yes. And it was to cause Christians to begin worshipping on the Sunday. That's right. And as you said, one was a desire by Christians, though, to distance themselves from the Jews who kept the Seventh-day Sabbath. Another had to do with the Roman Empire you just mentioned. Constantine. Yeah, Yeah. by AD 300, Christianity had spread across the Roman Empire. That's right. And the... As the empire became more Christian than Mm. pagan, Mm. supposedly Emperor Constantine realised it would be politically advantageous for Hmm. him to become a Christian. Interesting. Interesting motives. So he actually announced that he had dreamed of a cross and was going to become a Christian. Okay. Hoping to make Christianity more appealing to the pagans in the empire, he signed a degree in AD 321, closing workshops on Sunday, setting apart a day of rest, the first Sunday law. Interesting. Interesting.
0: But but you know, Helen, I don't think it would have been an easy thing for the Christians to just say, hey, let's just distance ourselves from the Jewish community. Uh, I think history, uh, well, no, I think, I think, I I believe it is recorded that history uh, tells us that there was great persecution. And in fact, the Emperor Nero was at at, at a certain point even accused the Christians of starting the fires in Rome. So, you know, and uh, well, the Christian church Probably thought, and this is my thinking now, probably thought, hey, I think we are all going to get caught up now in this accusation, and we are going to be blamed uh, that we are causing these fires. Now, it, and, and some historical writers would say that uh, these fires were not caused by Christians, but obviously they just wanted to cast blames on the Christians. Uh, and uh, so I think, therefore, that would have been another point of which. The early Christians would have picked up and on and said, Hey, you know what? I think here we're going to get confused by this group that is still keeping to the traditions and mm-hmm. the riches, uh, you know, uh, of, um, of the Jewish people. Uh, let's maybe, maybe this is a point of where we could actually, uh, distance ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. from that group. And mm-hmm. thus maybe the emperor may see us as a different group as, as well, you know. And so, mm-hmm. so I don't, so I guess what the point I'm making is they didn't just wake up and say, Hey, let's just distance ourselves from uh, from uh, the Jewish community. Um, but obviously, yeah, history tells us here that um, um, sadly they pretty much adopted these days, slowly, slowly, because, um, yeah, it was politically right. It would uh, uh, alleviate some of the persecutions they were going through. And, you know, change started happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: find it interesting that I, I have discussions with lots of different people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and one of the questions that keeps coming up is yeah. how do we know that there haven't been changes made to the calendar throughout the years? That's
0: a good question. Yeah.
1: And um, I thought long and hard about that because, mm. you know, I've had that thrown at me even just recently. Okay. And I thought, yeah, there have been changes made to the calendar, but none of them changed the weekly cycle of days. Right, right. The Julian calendar was in use when Jesus was on earth. Its mm-hmm. originator, mm-hmm. Julius Caesar, died about 40 years before. Before Christ was born, True. the length of the year in the Julian calendar was approximately eleven minutes too long. Okay, and as a result, by AD fifteen eighty two, the calendar had gotten off schedule.
0: So, what was the date? By again?
1: about ten days, that was AD fifteen eighty two.
0: Right. So, so just before, way before um, mm-hmm. the, the the Constantine um, mm. event we just talked about. Okay.
1: And Pope Gregory the Eighth led a movement mm. to reform the calendar, which is why the new calendar was called the Gregorian.
0: Right calendar.
1: That began to function in Rome on Friday, October the 5 1582 Mm -hmm. That day became Friday, October the 15 instead of Friday October 5. Interesting The weekly cycle remained untouched the days of the week were undisturbed okay. And some nations began the use of the new calendar at once Others later And I won't go into all that But the seventh day of the week today Is the same day of the week As when Jesus was here on earth right. The calendar changes did not affect it right. So tell me what, Who had the biggest role mm-hmm. In changing the day of worship From Saturday to Sunday
0: I would say it would be it would have to be the Christians because um, yes, the emperor Constantine did come and finally re- legislate the day. Uh, I believe that was AD three hundred and uh, is that three hundred and twelve twenty one three hundred twenty one. But if they w- if they did not uh, concede, if they rejected that move. Uh, because we have, you know, we, we see that uh, they started distancing themselves from, uh, the Jewish community way before. Uh, and if they didn't do that, if they had not tr- started compromising slowly, um, I think even, you know, even if the emperor later on did come and, you know, and legislate this day, they could have still, you know, protested. So, uh-huh. so, so I, I guess my thinking is that the, you know, it, we as a people sometimes want comfort. We want, uh, how do we call this, uh, we want an easy, an easier way out. And so sometimes we choose to compromise just so we can maybe, you know, uh, make a few things a little bit easier for ourselves That's 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 how I see this As I look at the history of how um, The change took place
1: Okay, let me just mention Have you heard of the Council of Laodicea?
0: That's right, yes
1: Yeah, that was held around AD 364 That's right I think that was right. when the Catholic Church issued a ruling that Christians should rest on Sunday right. in honor mm. of the resurrection of Jesus and that they should work as usual on Saturday. That's right. And it confirmed and supported the prevailing practice of Sunday worship in the church. Mm. However, the council did not cite any biblical support for making
0: this change. There you go. There you go. So the church made that decision. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's very sad. and, and um you would think that um, You know We would at least Try to remain faithful To scripture Especially being a A Christian denomination, um, but sadly they did not. And
1: please, please remember, we are not trying to go against you. If you're a Catholic, you know I've got many Catholic friends, and I love them all dearly. And God has His people in every every denomination.
0: That's right, but it's the
1: system Hmm. that we're actually talking about here.
0: That's that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, while we are still talking about that, Helen, uh, I've got a, a quote here. Uh, just to help people understand, I guess, why, uh, understand the pressures that were there. um, And maybe that led some of these people to start thinking about compromising. It says here, from the Paganism in Our Church, this is a book titled uh, The Paganism in Our Church, uh, page 145. And I quote, As a solar festival, Sunday was the sacred day of Mithra, and it is interesting to notice that since Mithra was addressed as Dominus, Lord, um, Sunday must have been the Lord's day long uh, before the Christian times. And uh, some other historical documents actually says that um, starting from Babylon, Sun worship began actually in Babylon and is spread uh, to Egypt uh, through the, um, the worship of Ra, uh, the sun god, and then through Assyria through the worship of Baal. Uh and then Persia uh it became Mithra. And uh in Canaan it became um the god Moloch. Uh and um over time sun worship spread to Greece and uh Aztecs, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and uh Incas of Peru and Japan, India, and India. so really they were faced with an amounting pressure, the society at, at large and made all keeping in mind the persecutions, the accusations, and maybe they just say, "Hey, maybe we just choose the day, what's wrong, like some people said today, what's wrong? We're just worshipping on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean we are worshipping the Lord after all, and uh while that thought is still in my mind, it just I guess took me back to even our opening uh discussion that you know regarding the changes we are seeing in the world today, it is always easy unless if we are Standing by biblical truths. That's, saith the Lord, you know, that, this yes. is what the word of says, the word of God says. Unless if you are standing firm on God's word, it becomes easy. When you see that there are pressures surrounding you, uh, and it seems like everyone is heading in one direction to, to be heading in the opposite, opposite direction, it can be very difficult. So I think for me, these, uh, pressures around, uh, that were there at the time, uh, Made it, you know, I, I guess a little bit difficult for some, and they just chose to, uh, yeah, to, 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 to choose another day. One that is maybe popular, and, and noticing that uh, the emperor himself was claiming to be a Christian now, obviously, hey, who wouldn't want to be in favor of the emperor? <laughs> That's, you know, sadly, mm. sadly though. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it was interesting that you started off with that prophecy. Mm. Mm. And I guess I need to come back to that or we need to come back to that again Uh um, because in there it said and think to change times and laws um, and there was certain time. Mm. And I guess we need to, we've established or, you know, we've talked about, not established, but we've talked about the power that that came up was the Roman Empire mm. and um, you know we're not going into all of the prophecy because we haven't got time at that's the right, moment which is right. a, a bit of a shame because it's a very interesting prophecy yes. But um, had that power spoken great words against the Most High, well, I guess in many ways we can say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if we wanted to look into some of the claims mm-hmm. that they make, even of um, the titles that they give to their Pope mm. as infallible, vicar of Christ, mm. God on earth, ruler of the universe, and it also claims that they have the power to forgive sins, that's sad. And it's yeah. only Jesus that can do that. That's right. So That's right. that was really speaking against the Most High. Mm. And did they wear out the saints of the Most High? Well, we only have to go and have a look at the Dark Ages. That's
0: history, yeah. yeah
1: and yeah. do they confess to this? Well, um, I guess really we could ask the question, mm. has the papacy tampered with the times and laws of God? Mm. Let's hear the answer okay. from herself. All right. You know, the law of God is is contained in the 10 commandments. Oh the papacy has laid hands upon the fourth commandment mm. and has substituted mm-hmm. the observance of Sunday, the first day of the week, for the observance of the Sabbath, the seventh day. Right. Okay? Right, right. And they actually take sole responsibility for the change.
0: Right. Interesting.
1: And they point it to the mark of their ecclesiastical authority. Mm. So, if we were to ask the question, mm-hmm. and they've now changed it to the third commandment, by okay. the way. Okay. Um, And if we said, what is the third commandment? The answer would be, remember the Sabbath day to keep it it holy. We would ask the question, but which is the Sabbath day? Uh And their answer is Saturday...
0: Really? It's the
1: Sabbath day. All right. And then we say, well, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? And the answer, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church and the Council of Laodicea, AD 336, mm. transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. Mm. So then the question needs to be asked, why did the Catholic Church substitute Sunday for Saturday? Uh-huh. And the answer they gave, the church substituted Sunday for Saturday because Christ rose from the dead on a Sunday and the Holy Ghost descended upon the apostles on a Sunday. (laughs) But by what authority did the church... Substitute Sunday for Saturday. Uh And the answer? The church substituted Sunday for Saturday by the plentitude of that divine power which Jesus Christ bestowed upon her. Yet there is no scriptural authority for the change. And and, and I have another quote here too. It Uh says, If we were to ask questions, and some of this is in their doctrinal catechism. Right. It says, have you any other way of proving the church has powers to institute festivals or precepts? Uh And the answer, had she not had such power, she could not have done that in which all modern religionists agree with her. She could not have substituted the observance of Sunday, the first day of the week, for the observance of Saturday, the seventh day, a change for which there is no scriptural authority. Interesting. interesting. And then they Uh. go on, how prove you that the church hath power to command feasts and holy days Mm. by the very act of changing the Sabbath into Sunday, which Protestants allow? And therefore, they contradict themselves by keeping Sunday strictly and breaking most other feasts commanded by the same church. Wow. And how do you prove that? Because by keeping Sunday, they acknowledge the church's power to ordain feasts and to command them under sin. And I just find it extremely interesting mm. when mm. when you go back mm. and you look mm. at all this and you say, wow, wow. Um, mm. They're actually acknowledging yes. that... The Sabbath is, is Saturday. That's right. They're acknowledging it. That's right. And we've all heard of Cardinal Gibbons, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, he, in, in a book called Faith of Our Fathers, yes. um, he made this statement, You may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You will mm-hmm. not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The, scripture, the Scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday, a day which we never sanctify. Interesting, and I think that's really, really interesting. Wow. And what I also found found interesting, and I did did read, and I probably can't find it now that mm. we're talking. Mm. I, I read um, also a statement they that they actually said, and it was really against the Protestant churches because they have followed her footsteps.
0: That's right. While, while we're still yeah. there, Helen, we might need to come to a short break. We've we have. Um devoured. (laughs) Should I use that word? Uh, uh, Quite a lot and quite a lot to take in as well for those who might be listening to this for the first time. But you know, the Apostle Paul actually had prophesied as such, um, if I could use that word, prophesied, or had predicted that that, uh, there would be a falling away Ah, uh, from the truth that would follow after the apostles had you know had died, you know, no long after. And this is found in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. So the church plunged into darkness and adopted paganism and really went far farther and farther from the truth and from the light. And and uh, that is very sad. But hey, We've learned quite a lot, but let's just take a short break and we'll be right back, my friend. Please, uh, do not, uh, do not go away. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you once again for tuning in. And this is, uh, Faith FM. And just before we, uh, take this break, I'd just like to remind our listeners that we do have an in-depth Bible study every Monday at Brighton at 6.30 p.m. If you happen to be in the area, Please do come along. Or, if you happen to be anywhere near a, Saturday, a Seventh-day Adventist church, we worship um, every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. We are there for a Bible study, an in-depth Bible study in smaller groups where you can ask questions. For most churches, it will be 9.30. And then at 11, we have the men's service. We would love to see you, my friend. We've got a giveaway if you can... um uh, if you would like to receive a free giveaway, this is a book called God's Gift in Time, a beautiful book uh, on the Sabbath and the joys that comes from resting and the, and the blessings that the Sabbath gives. Uh, if you send us your name, your address, and your phone number to the following number, 0488880811. The number is zero four double eight double eight. 0811. We will actually mail that to you, and if you happen to be living in South Australia, send us your postcode as well. So stay tuned, my friend. We'll be right back. Faith FM, Australia's positively different radio station. <laughs> You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time, big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Neonhuru and Helen Gray, our co-host, our regular co-host on this radio program, a dedicated student of the Bible. Our theme for this week has been, you are not a robot, my friend, and uh, the topic is Sabbath to Sunday. How did it happen and does it matter anyway? And so, my friend, I'll just once again allow Helen to... Give us some final words on this topic, uh, and then we'll bring it to a close. Thank you, Helen.
1: Thank you, Fabiano. Um, The Sabbath issue. I Mm. believe it is clear. Yes. There is absolutely not the slightest bit of evidence in Scripture of a change Mm. in the day of worship from Saturday to Sunday. But the real issue is not keeping Saturday or keeping Sunday. The real issue is did. They have the authority to change God's law. Mm. The Roman Catholic source, the last one I will read out, says it was the Catholic Church which transferred the rest to the Sunday. Thus the observance of Sunday by the Protestants is an homage they pay in spite of themselves to the authority of the Catholic Church. Mm. That is an amazing, incredible admission, Fabiano. That's right. The Catholic Church actually claimed that when a person keeps Sunday, he acknowledges the authority of the Roman Church. Mm. To keep God's Seventh-day Sabbath is to say very clearly that no person has the authority to change God's law. Mm. And don't make any mistake about it. The issue in the Sabbath-Sunday controversy is the issue of authority. The Sabbath we keep reveals whom we recognize as supreme authority in our religious life. And no wonder God said the Sabbath is a sign that we know the Lord. And you know Peter himself in Acts 5.29 said we ought to obey God. Rather than, rather than man. So let me just, let me just finish quickly by saying all those quotations that we have shared with you, um, this afternoon, tonight, they, they constitute a glaring confession Mm. on the part of the papacy to the charge brought against her by the word of God. And what a challenge this is to the Protestant who wants to be consistent with the name he bears. Mm. And I thank God that there are still today faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who will not bow in things religious to the commands of any but their sovereign Lord. The Sabbath question constitutes one of the most serious issues before the Christian world today. And you know, excuse me, I know this has probably been hard for some people to hear. That's right. But in keeping Sunday, you know, the first day of the week, you are not fulfilling the word of God. So I want to appeal earnestly to all such now that the light of this question has come. Will you not step over onto the side of God's truth? Unpopular though it might be, but it will be triumphant at last.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Faith FM. It's been quite a wonderful study. And it's been made clear that there is no single text in the Bible also which supports Sunday as a holiday. And we have seen also that the Roman Catholic Church claims to have changed or transferred from Saturday to Sunday. And then lastly, Sunday worship symbolizes really obedience to men rather than to God. My friend, let us pray. Gracious Lord, you who is, who, who was and is to come, the one who understands us far better than ourselves, we pray that you may bring that conviction upon our hearts to obey you to follow you faithfully as the bible says the true worshipers true worshippers should will worship in spirit and in truth father we pray that you may um be with those who are in the valley of decisions may you give them the uh, strength to make their decision as they see truth clearly laid out from scripture and to follow you faithfully father we uh, we ask that your holy spirit would take full control of each one of us. Lead us and guide us, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Perhaps some people might have questions right. and, and say there are several texts in Scripture about the first day of the week. Yes, there are about nine. So mm. if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to That's text right. into to us and we will endeavor to either send you something on it or maybe have another session on this. Amen. Thanks, Fabiana.
0: Wonderful. Thank you.